Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight is the introduction to Step 11 Passion. And we are excited to start this step this month. For the whole month of October, we're going to be talking about passion. And we are excited to dive into the topic and really get into what does it mean uh, to us to have passion uh, for our lives, um, for things that um, get us excited, for topics that get us excited, all the different aspects of the way that we can look at the word passion. So I am Kelly Fox. Um, half of Fearless Generations here with you, and my beautiful other half is Terry Sayer. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well. It's been a busy day. We've been working on our business together all, almost the entire day, so we've gotten a lot done. And we're doing Passion for the month of August, and I can't believe that August nope. is already here, but it's not quite October yet. So. Sorry. We will, uh, mm. we will do this during August. There's no problem. I just uh, just don't want to jump all the way to October already. Let me let me at least enjoy August. Huh? <laughs> oh my goodness! I have October on the brain. I am well, we've been sorry planning. for that. We've been planning. Mm. Yeah, we've been planning for the whole year. So we're already into December in mm. our minds. So there we go. <laughs> yes. It would definitely be cooler if we were in October. Wouldn't be oh, so yes. hot here. <laughs> so I would enjoy yes. that. But yeah. yeah, for the whole month of August, thank you, Terry. For the whole month of August, we will be talking about passion. Um, the uh, but speaking of October, in October is when season seven of Fearless Generations Twelve Steps to Freedom begins, and so we will be starting all over again with awareness. So we're excited about that as well. And tonight we also have our guest coach on, uh, Elise Yu, and we're excited, Elisa, sorry, Yu, and we are excited to bring her on and introduce her to you. This is the first time uh, for her to be on the podcast. So, Elisa, welcome. Thank you. Yes, can you please uh, share with our audience real quick um, the type of coach that you are? Okay, so uh, my name is Elisa Yu, and uh, I am a business coach. Yes, and um, how do you support your clients, um, or yourself for that matter, with passion? Um, actually, uh, passion, I, the way I look at it um, and the way I, I see my clients is um, that you have to have passion in order to start your own business and grow it uh, because you're going to run into difficulties. You're going to run into things that, that is un, not expected. If you don't have passion, then mm-hmm. you just give up, right? So 
um, you know, as a as a business coach, I see a lot of business owners and I hear a lot of stories. And a lot of times during the difficult moment, that's when uh, the the reason they could sustain is because of that passion, right? And talking about passion, mm-hmm. though, um, what I what I see is you can be passionate about. Something like let's say I have a client who say I'm very passionate about helping people. Then helping mm-hmm. people doesn't really uh, define where and how, but it just I am passionate about helping people. And as a business coach, the reason I go into business coaching is about that. It's about that I'm passionate about helping people. However, we took a very different route. <laughs> He's um, uh, passionate about helping people, ended up uh, leading him to opening up uh, a limousine business, uh, or in the beginning, mm. it was uh, a wedding limousine business, right? So it's helping the brides and grooms to feel great about that moment of their life, right? And for me, it led me mm-hmm. to business coaching. Right, so we are all passionate about the same thing about helping people, but we took a very different route, and I think that is actually very interesting, and that actually helped uh, to put context into uh, what passion is. It, it is a feeling, but then the how do you fulfill that feeling, or how do you make that feeling work for you? Um, it can take mm-hmm. many different routes. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you talk about, um, you know, like I am motivated or I'm passionate about service, but what, mm-hmm. in what ways am I passionate about serving? Right. And so mm-hmm. in my past, I was led to life coaching and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've gone on to facilitating workshops and group programs. And so we offer our services in different ways. And I'm definitely passionate about the message in which I share as well. So that's, um, I love how you brought up, um, you know, really getting down and specific to what we're really passionate about and how we want to, um, how we want to act out uh, that passion. Right, right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, actually talking about that, another example that I was thinking just when we were talking was um, I know a young um, guy who just graduated from college and his very first job is in a uh, biotech um, uh, space, but doing making equipment, right? So um, mm-hmm. whenever I talk to him, he actually inspires me because he he is telling me that, you know what, ever since I was in high school, I was so passionate about this biotech industry. I want to be in it. I want to make a difference in all that. And so he pursued uh, a biology degree and all that. And his very first job is in this equipment company making equipment, right? And um, mm-hmm. in in my sense of thinking about biotech, I was, you know, I immediately think about those, you know, right now in COVID, those vaccine development, those, you know, those fancy things that, you know, that you're thinking mm-hmm. about biotech. But for him, he he really married his skill and his passion, 
right? And he is very passionate about biotech industry. And he said, hey, you know, I mean, equipment, yes, but it's biotech. It's it's in the biotech industry. And as long as I can make a dent in this business, I'm happy. I don't, you know, I don't need to be the the vaccine development scientist, right? And and so he found this place to to realize his passion and put it to work. And he is very happy every day going to work. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. the most happy, the, the happiest employee I've seen in, in, in that company, right? That's because he really thinks that, you know, I'm passionate about biotech and in this work, I can, I can actually have an outlet to fulfill my passion. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, that. that. Another another thing that you brought up that I feel is is really in, indicative of how passionate a person is in order to uh, evaluate their their forward movement and their their following that passion is that when they hit those those difficult challenges or when there seems to be a brick wall in pursuing your passion, you find a way to go around that wall or through that wall or you're able to overcome that challenge because the passion drives you to find a way to be able to continue uh, moving forward with that work. So it's interesting that you brought that up, that passion certainly fuels our capacity to face challenges and look at them as opportunities to continue to serve and to uh, see that passion come to the fruition that that we want. So I think that's a really Mm -hmm. important uh, signpost to say, yes, I am passionate about this and I will solve this in order to bring this this product, to bring this service, to bring these ideas, to bring this project to completion so that I can serve in the way that I want to serve. And I think that, that when people give up, I question whether that's true passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I love think, how you uh, said yeah, Sorry, I'll just say this and then let you go, Elisa. Um, I love how you said fuels, um, passion fuels, because uh, Rhonda, the CEO and founder of Fearless Living, um, who also brought us the 12 Steps to Freedom, uh, talks about our purpose being our vehicle and passion being the gas that gets it to go. Mm -hmm. So um, that definitely uh, speaks to me, and I know that sometimes, um, having a visual um, gives it a little bit more, um, you know, uh, helps you to see it a little bit better. Um, but go ahead, Elisa. Right, right. No, I was actually just picking up from where you left off. I think that's a perfect, great analogy, right? And um, you, you, you have that vehicle and you have the gas that fuels the vehicle to move forward. Um, uh, there are cases that you actually hit a brick wall, and you know that's where the steering wheel comes in, right? You can you can change mm-hmm. direction, you can pivot, but you stay in the game. And um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a lot of time people say, "Oh, when I'm passionate about things, I'm uh, I will be successful." Yes, you will be, but that doesn't mean that you won't need to 
change direction a little bit. You know? mm-hmm. So um, what, mm-hmm. one of uh, the examples, uh, just talking about myself, I used to be, when I, when I was in, in high school, um, I, was, uh, I was telling you that I was inspired by that guy because when I was at his age, I was very passionate about biotechnology, in, in particular genetic engineering, because he was so new. Like nobody even know what that means. It just kind of like, wow, that sounds, you know, that sounds cool, right? So, I mm-hmm. so I went into um, chemical engineering and got my degree, worked in the biotech industry. Um, then I realized that my passion about genetic engineering with biotechnology is still there, but um, the route that I've chosen was in research. And I'm mm. not a researcher. I'm not a scientist, and I know it. And so mm-hmm. uh, I eventually pivot into um, the sales and marketing side of biotechnology, and that's when I am a lot more fulfilled because mm. I'm in the field that I'm passionate about because I'm, I think this is going to propel uh, human health forward, right? And this is just a cool, um, the whole concept of biotech was cool, right? And But mm-hmm. my contribution to that game or my fulfillment in that space um, is is basically in the in more of a sales and marketing side, not in the basic research side. And so, it, my field is still there. The vehicle is still the biotechnology. It just I need to steer it a little bit to make it work for me. Right. So, don't give up. Don't throw in a towel yet. Just mm-hmm. if it's mm-hmm. not working for you, that doesn't mean that you. That doesn't mean your initial passion is wrong. It just means that maybe mm-hmm. you're not marrying your passion with your skill set. I think I was never made to yeah. be a scientist, you know. <laughs> but but once I marry my skill set with with um, with my passion, then I just took off. Right, as I started my own company and eventually grew it and sold the company. So um, it's it's in that sense that just don't give up. Don't, don't throw in a towel. If it doesn't work in this capacity, maybe just find a capacity that would that would marry your skill and your personality um, and still stay in the game for the passion because mm-hmm. I never thought about leaving the biotech because that's, that's what I wanted to do, you know. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we don't know that it's not necessarily – exactly what we want until we start doing it, right? Right, right. I mean, right. growing up, we, I wanted we, to be... Go ahead, Alisa. Oh, no, I just say, because in the beginning, you have... I had... I had a preconception about what it means to be in a biotech field. I just thought that would equate to being a scientist, right? So mm-hmm. that preconception could be wrong, and, you're, uh, and you just have to do some soul searching and say, what is it that I'm passionate about? I'm passionate about this industry that is so new, that is so cutting edge, and that is just so cool. 
in helping human, uh, pushing human health to a different level. So now I say, okay, that is my passion. Um, my preconception of realizing that passion or, or follow that passion is to become a scientist. That could be wrong. And let me mm-hmm. figure out a mm-hmm. way that, that, that align my, my passion with my skill, with my skill set, with my personality. And I think uh, that that's how that's how you can uh, that's how you can really say that you're not forsaking your passion, but mm-hmm. then you also have a very fulfilled life. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Every role yeah. is needed, and you know we all can't do the same thing, right? Or we everyone would be a scientist, and no one no one would even know that they were doing research, right? Because there's not somebody out there. <laughs> telling people what they're doing um, or getting the money so that they can do it. Right. So um, we all have, we all have our part to play within the, the things that were the fields that we're passionate about. Like I grew up in the Mm -hmm. theater, right. And so in the theater, you have Mm -hmm. your actors, but you also have your, the director and the producer and the vocal coach and, and the choreographer but you also have all the people backstage that, you know, get the props and the costumes and paint the stage, right? And you need right. everyone to be doing their part to be able to put that production on, not just the people who right. are on stage saying the lines and singing the, singing the songs. So uh, mm-hmm. I love how, how, you, uh, how you had your transition from thinking, oh, if I'm going to be in this field, it only looks like this, into seeing right. that you can still be in that field and it can look completely differently than what you once thought it could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that's exactly what it is. And you still keep that passion. That's, that's the thing, right? So when things don't go right, let's say I wasn't feeling fulfilled when I was doing research at the bench, it really doesn't, you know, really uh, don't give up that easily because your passion is what drives you, right? And so if research is not what makes you fulfilled, doesn't, doesn't mean that's not, you know, biotech is not your passion. It is still your passion. You just find a way to, to work in that biotech space, like you said, there are different roles, right? If you're in theater and you, you think that when you think of I'm passionate about theater or you think about acting and if that doesn't fulfill you, that really doesn't mean that your, your passion is not in theater. You're still in theater, but maybe it's just a different role that that could give mm-hmm. you that fulfillment. But, yeah. you know, but it's the passion that would actually drive you through those difficult times, let you hang on to what you what you really uh, care to do. Right? Yeah, yeah. This makes me think of part of uh, Terry's story of you know identifying yourself as um, a specific thing, and then when you're no longer identified as that, what is now your passion? Um, Terry, mm-hmm. do you understand what I'm talking about? No. Oh. <laughs> How you were a teacher, 
uh, a teacher and passionate about teaching. And then when you retired from the, the classroom, it was like, well, what were you going to do? And you learned that really what your passion was, was being a continual learner and um, teaching, but not necessarily teaching kindergartners their ABCs, but teaching anyone uh, something that will further them in their lives. Yeah, I think that the passion, mm-hmm. the recognition and the passion, because I always wanted to be a teacher from the time that I was in kindergarten myself, I never changed. You know, I taught kindergarten until I became an administrator. And when you ask kindergartners what they want to be, uh, it's like, well, this because I'm a little bit more mature than others. They wanted to be a cowboy or they wanted to be an astronaut, or they wanted to be a, a policeman or a fireman. And I mean, they, they had all these ideas of what they wanted to be, and I always wanted to be a teacher. So I went straight through my education. I started teaching school at 21, and I retired from teaching school when I was 60, and, and I loved every moment of it. I was so passionate about uh, serving youth and then serving teachers and parents in the community, and when I retired, uh, the first few uh, years, it was like the beginning of school, and I was totally lost because I wasn't going to school. And my car mm-hmm. would still start out in the morning and head to the to the campus. And uh, so I had to, I I kind of had to redefine. Well, what is it that that really makes that? What makes teaching such a, a desirable avocation for me? And it was really learning. It was learning new things and then carrying out those new things and helping others to learn new things, to do things better. And so mm-hmm. that helped me. I, I went through a transition of, uh, I, I think a lot of people that retire, uh, they go into real estate, selling insurance, they go into all these different things to try to find where they belong. And for yeah. me, it was uh, just that realization that I had this skill set. I like the way you talk about skill set. I had the skill set for helping people uh, to learn and to take that learning and and turn it into uh, into passion. And so I ended up being a life coach and doing workshops and and teaching and taking that skill set and and really mm-hmm. learning more every day. Every day I learn something new, and every day I apply that new new learning to my passion, and that that yeah. really excites me and keeps me young and I know my my doctor says well age is just a number and it's true I mean I'm 75 years old and I feel just (laughs) as much energy and passion as I did when I was 25 and to me that that indicates Mm -hmm. that I'm on I'm on my path that I was intended to that my soul intended me to follow and that was to be a learner and to share that knowledge with others to fuel their passions. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 actually a great example of uh, what we have been talking about, right? It's, it's like you you were a teacher, and that was because your passion was in continuous learning and sharing that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And now that you're no mm-hmm. longer a teacher, that role, that teacher role, doesn't define you. What defines you Mm-mm. is your passion. And yeah. now you're a life coach. You're doing. You're following your passion. You're still uh, continuously learning, and also that you're sharing what you learn with other people. And what you know, what greater things can you do than than being yeah. a life coach? Right. 
So yeah, that's that's and, and, that's a great. And two, you know, there's a lot of people that don't know what their passion is. And as a life coach, and as and the other work other work that I do, uh, is to help people find out what their passion is. What is it that excites them? What can they not stop mm-hmm. talking about? What is it that gets them out of bed and and that uh, propels them forward? And a lot of times, as a life coach, that's one of the transformations that we can help people with. And I'm sure right. you do as a business coach to help your people get clear, your clients to get clear on what drives them and what is their right. passion. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's a pretty yeah. exciting place to be. Yeah. That's a pretty exciting place to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, this, is the, I, I, this is the part in the, in the podcast where we switch gears and, and try to share tools with our listeners on how they can access their passion and use their passion to keep them going in those hard times like we've been talking about. So, Terry, what would be a tool that you would share to our listeners that they can use to support them in uh, in defining uh, their passion or um, whatever you would like to share to support them tonight? Well, I think uh... – Probably, I don't know if you could just say one tool. Uh, for me, it's the, what keeps me going and is is a clarity of understanding my feelings and what is it that that lights me up and what is it that that keeps me focused. And so it's a clarity, and I think that clarity comes from careful observation and awareness, a willingness to be open. To possibilities, I think that's one of the the greatest tools is just to be observant, to not have expectations and preconceptions of what it might look like as you develop and and move forward in your business or in your life or in your service. It's that willingness to keep an open mind and uh, and then to match your skill to really match your skill set and if and to acquire new skills. And so acknowledging yourself as you move along, I always feel like acknowledging yourself for the, for the progress that you're making, seeing possibilities as, you know, challenges as possibilities to grow. So it's a mindset, a growth mindset that keeps me passionate about learning, about learning new things. So it's, it's my filter and it's my mindset and it's that I acknowledge myself and recognize that I am moving forward and it's fueling my desire to continue. Yeah, I love that. Alisa, what would be something you would share? Uh, I think on top of uh, what you said there, uh, Carrie, the, 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 the next thing, uh, an additional thing I, I always ask my clients to do, because I, I am actually in business coaching, so I don't do a lot of the life coaching um, mm-hmm. uh, things, and I don't, do, I don't have a lot of life coaching tools. I actually usually refer people to life coaches if I think that they're stuck in somewhere. Um, but I have a tool that actually uh, helps them get, like you said, get clarity, usually in in a, a business sense, is for them to ask um, two or three layers deeper questions, right? Let's say they say, well, uh, what do you now? Uh, what what do you think you're passionate about? Let's say they say, well, um, 
biotechnology and they said what is in it that attracts you right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and they would mm-hmm. say hey it's the coolest and and whatever right and then you ask uh what is a, uh, do is it the biotechnology or is it the coolest uh thing technology in the world that attracts you right so you you give them a mm-hmm. couple layers deeper questions mm-hmm. to ask to get them to that clarity, right? And mm-hmm. um, and for me, uh, personally, when I make that switch from trying to be a scientist that I'm, and, and not being a very good one to um, uh, going over to sales and marketing is, is um, I ask myself, what is it? Like, like what you said, I have no preconception of what it could be or what it should be and just being open to it. And I just asked myself that question, a couple layers deeper question is, um, what is it, uh, what does it look like to be mm-hmm. involved in biotechnology? Right? What is yeah. it that's really involved mm-hmm. to be in this, in this passion of mine? And I realized that it's it's not only scientists, you know, and that's mm-hmm. my preconception, mm-hmm. which is wrong. So when I when I acknowledge that, that's when I start to um, change, right? And I and I actually start to live a very fulfilled life because, you know, mm-hmm. your preconception is the one that is stopping you. And mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about this, I actually have to tell you guys a joke. Um, I have a, another business coach once told me, he's like, you know what? Um, uh, if uh, I have this uh, person who told me, um, if you go hire a business coach and the business coach said, follow your passion, fire, fire him and hire somebody who can make, help you make a, a million dollars first, then do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a joke, but, but the thing is, they somehow think that passion and making money or making uh, hitting a business goal are opposite to each other. They're not. And no. if they don't align, it's probably the way you approach it, right? You have to have that passion in order to make that that first million dollars. It just, but yeah. probably not in the manifestation that you think it is. Right, so I I think that's uh, just add to your um, thing about the tools is just ask a couple deeper layer of questions to see yeah. you know, yeah. to check your preconception and check what is it that you're really passionate about. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Elise. We are completely Elisa. Sorry, um, we are completely out of time. I thank you so much for. Yeah being here with us tonight. We have definitely enjoyed you being here on the show, and we are sure that our listeners have gotten uh, massive value from being here tonight and listening to this conversation. Uh, Terry, uh, love having you, as always, and doing this podcast together. We want to remind um, all our listeners that the 12 Steps of Freedom are brought to you um, or created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to learn more about Fearless Living, go to fearlessliving.org. And until next week, everybody, be fearless. Be fearless. Bye-bye. Be fearless. Thank you.